and welcome to SCQ Spooky Creepy Quest. I'm your spooky creepy host, Eli, and with me is my three spooky creepy guests, uh, playing as Maple, the gnome rogue with sticky fingers and weird spaghetti eating habits is... Hey, what's up? It's Caitlin. And playing as Gwen, the half-elf bard who plays a slide whistle and has a mom stare that gives me shivers is... It's Tucker. It's so weird that I can't hear the slide whistle. I know, I hate it. I'm sorry. And playing as Clutch, the dragonborn artificer who doesn't believe in magic and has a better-than-expected French accent is... Hello, my name is Mason. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? (laughs) Good. We're all doing as good as can be expected. So anyways, yeah, we are back uh, from our last time and going to do a quick recap of what all happened last time we were recording. Does anyone feel like they have a good enough remembrance of what happened last time to do the recap? Or do you want me to do the recap? All I got is mushroom. Okay, mushroom. That was good. There was more than just mushroom. It was good. <laughs> I remember. I remember a lot of little things. I just need to. I need a refresher on like the important milestones that we ended on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I can. I can just go ahead and do it. Last time on a spooky, creepy quest, mysteriously LLC was summoned to Mount Renna to investigate moving dead bodies in the Dermalodge, uh, which is not generally what dead bodies are supposed to do. They're not supposed to move. They saw some spooky stuff involving some moving bodies, some disappearing trench coat wearing entities, and long dead but still bleeding corpses. When they investigated in the morning, they found a bunch of mushrooms, and they found that the quote-unquote blood that they saw the night before was actually some sort of mushroom fertilizer. I believe it was Maple who knew that the mushrooms were used as hallucinogens in some sort of druidic practice. Oh, they also, in the forge area of the Dermalage, smelled a lot of weed and found like a bird's nest in one of the um, chimneys of the forge. So with that knowledge, they decided to go see the peak of Mount Renna, the main druid in charge of this area. They went to the Temple of the Peak where they met with Fish and Kor and Clutch and Gwyn. I don't know why I can never remember Gwyn. It's like a normal ass name. (laughs) Clutch and Gwyn had a fairly unhelpful conversation with Fish where They all got mad at each other for mysterious reasons because of misunderstood tones. And Maple had a very useful conversation with Kor, where Kor said, yeah, it's probably Lore sneaking into the Dermalage at night. He does a lot of drugs. Other than that, we left off with y'all deciding to set up a trap, and we decided to cut to that, and then we cut, and then decided that we had been recording for five hours and should probably stop. (laughs) So here we are. couple weeks later, um, cutting to the Dermalodge. So let's all uh, close our eyes and just like get in the like RPG vibe. We all there? You all feeling it? Caitlin, do you feel like you shrunk down to the size of a gnome? I'm so small. Yeah. And uh, Mason, how those scales feel? They are itchy. Yep. He's there. And uh, Tucker, you feeling like uh, like you could play the slide whistle and do magic with it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. I think we're there. It is still funny to me that I can't hear the slide whistle. (laughs) We see the slide whistle and we do not hear the slide whistle and it is stunning. Nothing. Yeah. Ridiculous. Magic. It's magic. It was Tucker's magic all along. (laughs) Okay. So let's say that we cut to the Dermalodge. It's probably 
mid-afternoon by the time y'all returned. Um, Sirdi and Pud are there doing what they do in the Dermalodge. As they promised, it's been closed to the public today to kind of allow y'all to investigate everything. But they're still, you know, there doing their holy stuff. We'll say that y'all are back in the little um, chapel area to begin to plan what your plan will be for that evening. And yeah, let's hop on in. Does anyone have rat poison? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we should start with poison. That would certainly stop them or slow them down. I guess that is true, but we know exactly what the person's coming here for. So maybe we should, you know, set something up around one of the, uh, one of the, the bodies that hasn't been tampered with yet. Ah. Uh. Something like uh, rat poison. <laughs> <clears throat> I think we should find the druids that haven't been tampered with yet, and mm-hmm. we should set up a trap around those. That is a good question. Is it better to trap uh, an entryway or to try and do what you said? I was thinking of trapping the entryway. But we don't know how this person has been entering. I thought it was the chimneys that... Uh, the little gnome found. Oh, so you think the chimney... You think that the person is turning into a bird and entering through the chimney. That was what I had surmised. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were on the same page. <laughs> now it's all coming back to me. Yes, we should, we should set a trap near the chimney. Yes. It's almost like it's been multiple weeks since we've done I, anything. You have made me doubt my own sanity for a second. I thought that was something we talked about, was that we thought it seemed like the Laura was coming through as a bird into the chimney. I thought that was I some- believe that y'all had talked about um, he was coming in through the chimney in some way. I think so. And we knew there was a bird. Because didn't you lift... Uh, uh, oh my god, my brain. You, I can remember Gwen's name, now I can't remember Caitlin's name. Maple. Maple! My favorite. Maple, my favorite flavor. I like syrup. <laughs> yeah, like the syrup, the good, good syrup. Didn't didn't Gwen lift Maple up the chimney? Yes, and y'all found a bunch of mouse droppings, and there was a bird nest in there. So if we poison the mice, and the bird eats the mice... <laughs> I don't think we are trying to kill whoever is doing this. Bringing in Clutch has made this group a lot darker. Clutch is like sitting there (laughs) polishing his rifle that he's got. (laughs) I came prepared to shoot a bird. Hey, I almost killed a, like a child last time. So yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how how much darker we can get than that. You did right. almost kill a child. I, for, I always forget yeah. about being like, mm, maybe. That's true. Oh my god. Uh, do you want to trap a body, or do you want to um, trap the chimney? I think what we should do is we should trap a body. And we should set another trap so that he can't leave uh, once he gets in. You know what I mean? This is a good... Because I'm nervous if we, if we set a trap on the chimney, if he sees that and is able to flee back out the chimney before he's captured, then we're, we're out of luck. This is true. But if we, if we set a trap inside of the building near the bodies and we just block off all the exits, then he's trapped in the room with us. I simply wonder about the ethical... Concerns about uh, trapping the corpse of one of their famous people. Yeah, you, you wanted to use rat poison like 30 <laughs> seconds ago, so... Ah, not in one of the members of the Derma Lodge. I was going to put rat poison in, I do not know, some peanut butter. <laughs> uh, you like are talking idea. about defacing a corpse. I like the idea that a person in the shape of a mouse is going to fall for the same things that a mouse would fall for. <laughs> Why would they not? I suppose perhaps I am speaking out of a place of guilt because I did uh, rip open one of them from stem to stem in search of mushrooms. So uh, there may be a bit of um, that makes me well. Well, we don't, have, we don't have to desecrate the corpse to lay a trap near it. How are you going to fill the corpse with poison if you do not desecrate the corpse? <laughs> we are not going to use poison. No, 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 poison. no, no, no. I, I want us to all I... think about 
filling up a corpse with poison, I think <laughs> removing the stuffing and filling it with some sort of gelatinous poison. And hope he takes a bite. So it is a skunk covered. I don't, poison. I don't, but this person hasn't, well, he's been eating the mushrooms, I guess. You do not want to use poison? I am confused. I do not follow. Do we have any kind of like paralyzing poison that we can put on the mushrooms? I mean, even we don't even know if the person's going to eat the mushrooms once they've taken them out as in the in the room. What if we could put something uh, that they would be able to track, like something on the ground around that we could, uh, like it would get stuck to their feet or their shoes, so we can see where they're going. I have grease. I, I actually have a mushroom in my pocket <gasps> that I could leave on the ground by one of them, which he's obviously going to pick up because he, he'll probably think it fell out and I can use a locate object. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that is good. Also, I happen to have uh, snare, the spell prepared, which uh, lets you make a like a circle on the ground and then... If someone gets in it, they get caught and they get strung upside down. Oh, that might be perfect. <laughs> we could put that around. We could uh, put the snail around the mushroom. And then if they do not fall for the snail, we can track the mushroom. I think that works. I think that's a good idea. And then worst case scenario, even if they do get away, we'll be able to follow them. Presuming they do not leave the mushroom behind. Yeah. Hmm. Which leads me to my ne- my previous point of blocking the exits. No. Oh. The old mushroom tracking device. Ah, is that old chestnut? (laughs) It's a classic. That's how my father caught me drinking after school. (laughs) How do we block the exit? Maple, could you hide in the chimney? I could. And jump out like, ah. Ah. (laughs) Ah. I do have sneak attack. Oh, that is... Let's see. Or I could disguise myself as a rat. Oh. I have uh, a disguise kit, and I have disguise self. Okay. If I'm not not mistaken, that doesn't change, like, your size. So it'd be like you putting on a Chuck E. Cheese suit, right? I think we went over this last time. You can't change into a table or a bed or, like, a rat. Okay, but imagine it like the Chuck E. Cheese rat, though. It still would terrify you, right? I wouldn't go in that room. It does the job. It does the job. (laughs) So, yeah, do you all want to just set up those traps and cut to nighttime? Uh, Spooky, spooky nighttime? I, I do not know if we have picked a good way to block the exit yet, though. You're not doing... Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, do you want to? I'm super down for that, actually. I thought you, I didn't think you were, <laughs> let's do it. Um, no, I'm down. You think it'll work? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Especially keep those, uh, keep those boots of false tracks and set them to Big Mouse. It will help sell the illusion. I'm turning the gauger now. Mouse. <laughs> it said meow, but that is a bug I have to work out of the boots. Okay, so let's set up a trap, a trap setting montage. As the sun is beginning to go down, uh, we see Maple setting up her creepy ass fucking rat costume, (laughs) putting on rat makeup, using disguise self to kind of grow fur and change the shape of her teeth and nose. Uh, We see Gwen and Clutch setting up their mushroom trap. Gwen gently sets down the mushroom that is over-ripened and thus close to exploding as Clutch sets up the rope. It's a rope, right? It's like a rope snare around the... Ah, uh... Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a hempen rope, and then it gets really thin when, you pulls, when he pulls it, and so it's hard to see. Okay. How's Clutch dealing with this idea that y'all are setting up a trap for someone who supposedly can turn into other animals? I mean, I'm playing along is we are going to trap an animal, uh, I suppose that is what you want, or we are going to trap a person. And that is how it will be. Like we need like a sticky trap. Uh, uh, that is that is inhumane, I believe. <laughs> I'm not a fan of glue traps. That's why I suggested poison. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so let's cut to spooky, spooky nighttime. Spooky nighttime. Spooky, spooky. Nighttime. Gwen and Clutch, where are y'all hiding? Um. Oh, alarm! Can we say that I have set an alarm? No, it's too late. It's too late. Is you it too up. late? Oh no! No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I want to put an alarm spell around the entrance to the chimney that we suspect them coming through, and there is a mental alarm mode where it can go off in your head and then that's the only indication. Perfect. So I will know when someone has passed from the inside of the chimney to the outside in my brain. Uh, and what it looks like is a little earpiece that I, I put in. I was about to ask, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is just like a little motion detector that I, I rig up in there. And so I think I'm just casually sitting on a chair with uh, Gwyn on my lap telling him a story. No, <laughs> no I don't know. Um... <laughs> I don't know, Gwen. Where would we should probably be? Where would we be? We should probably be. We're, we're probably hidden. We should be able to see our trapped shroom trap, right? Y- yes. Um, should have set up the post box. Ah well. <laughs> Are y'all just gonna hide somewhere among the corpses and the dirt and where the uh, mushroom is set? Yeah, I was trying to see if I had a spell I could use. Are you gonna disguise yourselves as corpses? I was just gonna say that you- I'm probably gonna pick like one that's in the back and just and hide in in the scene. You're gonna hide in the corpse. You're pulling the stuffing out and wearing it like a skin suit. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> we all know how, and they're all, and most of them are dwarves. So you do have to kind of. It's it's not <laughs> comfortable. You're kind of like tearing through the arms and. Ah. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. Uh, that's horrifying. You imagine putting on, like, you put, like, put them on and then the hands burst out and then so you have, like, their hand in front of arm and then it's, like, ragged and then your arm. <laughs> their did, shoulder and where it would connect. I think we did enough, I think we did enough corpse desecration in the last session. Yeah. You can just hide behind the corpse. Um, I, is there, what's a, what's up? Is it, like, smooth ceiling or is there, like, a ledge that I could jump up to and hide up there? Um... There's rafters now. I don't know if there were before, but hey, Ty, there's rafters in the Dermalage. <laughs> I will jump up and perch myself inside the rafters and be very, very quiet. I'm going to pretend like you said climb up because I just got this thought of just this big ass dragonborn just <laughs> and like jumping. Um, well, here's the thing. I have the spell jump. You touch a creature. It's a pogo stick. It's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but it's like a shotgun pogo stick where you just point it down. It's like a rocket jump in a first-person shooter game. Yes. You just point it at the ground and bam. Perfect. Uh, so I do. I do that and launch myself up into the rafters. Roll an athletics check to see how even with it goes. even with that. Well, because you my... have to, I think it's it's with advantage. No, it, the athletic check is to see if you can grab on to the rafters. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Or acrobatics. Acrobatics would probably be better, actually. Which, whichever you want. Uh, they're the same. Same for me. Okay. That's not great. That's a 10. It takes you a few tries. It's pretty embarrassing, actually. But you get up there just as the sun has set behind the stained glass windows. I'm in position. You yell. Over. <laughs> Gwyn sticks a thumbs out from behind the corpse. <laughs> Gwyn, when the alarm goes off, I will drop a pebble, and that will be the sign. Okay. Maple's in a different room? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, And I know where that room is, right? Yes. She is probably down this... In the forge, right? I, well, if you're waiting until... If you're going to go into the forge after the person comes out, you're probably under the stairs leading up to the forge. Harry Potter's rat ready. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Tucker, you would know where, where she is. Is she within 120 feet? Do you have message? I do. Oh, nice. That's a good spell to have. You know what? I'm just going to say Yes. Okay. Hey, Ty, yes. <laughs> Ty's, Ty's head just folded inward, says he has to accept there's rafters, and also apparently every room is very close. Maybe maybe she is within 120 feet. You, like, y'all have arranged yourself so that she is within 120 feet so that you can use message. That is what a smart, competent team would do. It says that I can I can cast it through magical silence through one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood blocks. Okay, 
so any of that stuff blocks it. The difficulty would be the one foot of stone because this is like a big cavern and there's, yeah, I don't, unless y'all are like in the hallway staring at each other, I actually think that it would be blocked. This okay. is a foot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's plenty of stone. It could go through it. Well, if there's like three walls between where I am and she is. Yeah, this is a building made of stone, so. Okay. Lots of walls. Are we Are we sure it's made of stone? Are we sure it's made of stone? I punched the wall with my hand and it is styrofoam? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually made of lead, now that you see it. <laughs> All right, so we'll can that. Yeah, that was a good idea, though. I want that to work. Damn. But I don't know if I can. It's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't make the dermalage, so. The walls aren't made of skin. Wait, I'll, t- I'll text uh. Ty. <laughs> Is the dermalage made of stone? It's going to take a calendar year before he responds. Oh, wait, he's <laughs> responding now. Ooh. <laughs> yes, it is made out of stone. Sorry, Tucker. Okay, that's okay. Did you ask if there were rafters? Are there Instead of using rafters? message, I'll just loudly go, Kaka! There we go. I love it. <laughs> and then and then I'll reply back with, Cheater, 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 cheater! Because that's what rats do, right? Oh, yeah. yeah and this is perfect. totally not going to let whoever it is know that there are people inside <laughs> the dermal. <laughs> oh, oh, he's messaging back about rafters. I'm going to message back. You took too long. (laughs) Took too long. Sorry. There aren't, but you can add some. All right, so there are rafters now. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, so you're all in your hiding spots. You have your signals ready. You're feeling good? Feeling Everyone feeling good? Feeling good. Real good. My arms are tired. Everyone's currently acting out what they're doing, except for Tucker, who is just... A consummate professional. <laughs> okay, so I'll I say this. <laughs> the first thing, the first thing that happens, I need Maple and I need Tucker to roll me stealth checks with advantage because you are hiding very well. Okay. Excuse me, that's not good. But this is just to see what is seen. So, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Thank God for uh, advantage because it was almost a four. Eighteen. Okay, so y'all are hidden pretty well, actually. And, uh, Caitlin, what is Maple's passive perception? Let's see. Plus 10, so it's 10. Okay, so you have a zero to perception? I do. Well, then, uh, it takes you a minute, but you start to see a fog creeping down the stairs. And that fog, it's got that, that particular funk to it that you uh, recognize as being the marijuana smell. The The weed. The weed smell. And then you hear, caca, caca, and a flurry of wings as a flock of birds flies down the stairs. You also begin to hear some scampering as if some smaller animal is going down the stairs. Brethren. (laughs) So did the alarm? Oh, yes, sorry, Mason, about this time, you hear a... What's your alarm sound like? Intruder detected. Intruder detected. Is it like a constant thing, too, where it's just like, until you hit the code, it's just... And I didn't realize when I crawled up and pinned myself between the rafters, I wouldn't be able to turn it off because I had to use both my hands to hold myself up, so it's going off the entire time, and I'm losing it. Just... Intruder detected. Hey, Ty. Intruder detected. Ty and Post, I want you to loop that through the rest of this episode. <laughs> Every time we see uh, we see uh, Clutch do anything, intruder detected. Do I have to make a saving throw? I uh, wisdom saving throw to keep your sanity. No, I'm just yeah, to not lose my shit. So yeah, you hear the you hear the alarm. So what do you do? I drop the pebble from the, my mouth that I was holding it in. Tucker, you hear a pebble drop. <laughs> I prepare. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to ask, what action do you prepare? But I like the idea of just like Tucker goes, or Gwen is like sitting and then just (laughs) prepared. (laughs) Um, Okay, so a fog begins to creep into the uh, area where the honored dead are interred in the dermalage. 
As the fog begins to fill the room, you hear the flapping of wings and the scampering of other small feet. What do y'all do? Maple, do you enact your trap plan and start heading up the stairs? Yes, I do. I start creaking my way up to my position. Stop anyone. Yeah, so you are able to uh, creep up through the fog towards the uh, thicker fog and the thicker scent of... um, The dank stink. Do I see anything as I'm going through the fog or feel anything, or is it just, like, fog? You feel like something brushed past your leg. Just very briefly, uh, we're still rolling off your stealth check and everything, so nothing, like, grabs you or anything, but it does, it feels kind of big, like, maybe up to your knee or something, but it feels like it just kind of brushed against you and kept moving. I guess up to your knee, it would be, like, up to your thigh because you're a gnome and that's mm. teeny. Tiny. Um, and does it feel like a fur of an animal, or is it, like, wings? Like, can I tell, like what it feels like. Roll me a perception check. Because you definitely heard birds flying out. Um, Don't we know we ain't. I got 17, actually. 17, yeah. It feels like something fairly big and furry. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you make your way through the fog to the forge. There's nothing, there does not appear to be anything in the forge, but you stand prepared to spook anything that might attempt to make its way out there to escape. Gwen and... Sorry, the the, the image of like a, a gnome-sized person in a Chuck E. Cheese costume going <laughs> is, is terrifying. <laughs> exactly! It's my job! Very good. Very good. Um, so y'all see... Well, you hear more than see, but uh, I guess both of y'all roll me a perception check just to see what you see. 24. Holy fuck. Ooh. Gwen sees everything. Gwen's eyes pierce the veil and <laughs> see. The third eye opens. <laughs> his third eye opens. He sees me recording in my room. <laughs> <laughs> everything is a lie. <laughs> I only got an 11. Clutch, you hear the flapping of wings, and that's about all that you can perceive. Gwen, your eyes and pointed ears, half pointed ears. <laughs> Uh, pierce through the fog and the sound and you're able to hear and you're actually able to see a flock of birds fly past you then see what looks like three almost like spectral glowing creatures like small and spectral green glowing creatures um, that almost look like raccoon shaped and then behind those three creatures another larger creature that looks more visible can be seen almost like a larger raccoon, but since the fog, you can't get an exact shape. What do y'all do? Do you continue to sit and watch? I think that's our best bet, honestly. Yeah, I think jumping the gun now would be jumping the gun. Okay, so um, Gwen, uh, Mason, Clutch can kind of like hear the movement of birds and like some slight movement in the fog. Gwen, you see the three spectral creatures walk, like, trot over to where the trench coat is still lying on the ground, and they begin to climb inside the trench coat, and the trench coat stands up almost the size of, like, a dwarf. Uncomfortably kind of wobbles over to one of the corpses to take up a position. You see the birds flap over to the, um to another one of the peaks that had moved that had like wires on it and start like grabbing those wires and kind of making it move like a macabre marionette doll. And the larger creature that you saw, you see reach behind and pull out a small satchel and start walking over to the mushrooms, picking mushrooms one by one and putting them in its satchel until it slowly begins to make its way to the booby-trapped mushroom. Very exciting. Okay. Okay. So, we're g- I'm going to make some rolls here. Clutch is clenching. <laughs> more like clench, am I right? Yeah, more like clench butthouse instead of clutch bellhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like butt. It's like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
So um, you can tell that this thing is just walking around picking up these mushrooms, not really paying attention to them. So first of all, it's going to lean down and try to pick up the mushroom. The mushroom explodes. Gwen, you see this burst and you see the, the thing which as you've gotten, you've been able to sneak a little closer. It appears to be like a large badger and these spores swarm its head and it starts like losing its balance a little bit and looking around. And then um, Mason, what is the uh, stat for the, the snare? Snare is nearly invisible, requiring a successful intelligence investigation check, DC 14. Creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be magically hoisted into the air, leaving it hanging upside down three feet above the ground or the floor. The creature is restrained there until the spell ends. The spell lasts eight hours. So it's a DC 14 investigation check if they were investigating it. Yes, so he was completely not expecting a trap um, because... Y'all did not actually encounter this person at all during the last thing, and this person has no idea that anyone suspects any foul play at all. Oh. So he went... Yes? There is the DC 14 dexterity saving throw if to see if they get hoisted as well. Yes, and as he this thing, this badger, struggled with the effects of the mushroom, it stumbles one way, it almost looks like he's going to get out of it, and then he stumbles back into the snare as it hoists him up to the rafters, dangling from one large badger paw. You start hearing a <laughs> from the badger as he begins to panic and uh, tries to gnaw at the rope that he is dangling from. The fog immediately begins to clear. Uh, Gwen and Clutch, you are seeing this. Clutch, you now see this large badger with a little leather satchel that is now dangling upside down, spilling mushrooms, dangling from the rafters. And you see what appears to be a trench coat wobbling unbalanced towards the badger. Gwen, you see all this as well. And uh, I believe that Maple, you might hear the of a trapped animal from where you are. Grease. What do y'all do? Grease. You cast grease? I uh, I drop down from the ceiling and pull out my grease gun, which just a fun Roll fact. Roll an acrobatics. Roll oh, an acrobatics shit. or an athletics check <laughs> to see how what, how smoothly you drop from the rafters. Well, that's a seven. Okay, so you drop from the rafters and you take... <laughs> you take you nine... Ankle. You take nine uh, blunt, or bludgeoning damage as you land on your ass. Oh, no. I'm assuming I was clenched at least. Yeah, which was clenched for safety. Um, <laughs> so nothing fell out. Um, and that puts me at 19 hit points. Nice. Um, I'm guessing I probably dropped my grease gun and don't get to cast that spell then. No, no. I, the, the, I think the damage is, unless you want to say that that's what happens, I'll say this the whatever is in the trench coat definitely rec- noticed you. I think. I think it would be funnier if, if what happened is Clutch drops and during the pretty long feeling fall from the ceiling says, ah, we have caught you, and then smacks into the ground uh, and just collapses in a heap and his grease gun goes skittering across the floor as he picks himself up. Damn it. Okay. Gwen, I'll let you do the next thing. Me? Yeah. What do you want to do? You, you just saw Does- um, the fog has cleared. You're seeing what you're seeing. And uh, Clutch has just fallen from the rafters. It Does the grease gun count as a magical item? Uh, it's, it's a narrative device to cast the spell grease, so that's up to Eli. I think the way that will make it work, since Clutch does not use magic, quote-unquote, all of his quote-unquote spells will essentially be magical items. So you will use this. It will use up his spell slot if you use it. But yes, I'll, I'll say I'll say it counts as a magical item. Under the express condition, I don't abuse that and just hand out spells to people. Correct. Correct. Right. Um, I'm a kind and benevolent DM, and I think it follows the <laughs> rule of cool, so I'm letting you do it. Thanks, Eli. Actually, because it counts as a magical item, I can't do what I was going to. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that's amazing! <laughs> so, so that's okay. Um, what the fuck were you going to do? 
Well, I'm assuming it's it like it bounced across the floor, so it's not close enough for me to like grab it and use it. Well, I I was gonna say that it skittered to you if that is what you wanted to do. If it's, it's whatever you want to do. You had a very good stealth roll. No one saw what you were doing. So I'm letting, I'm basically giving y'all this surprise round to do whatever you want to do. Okay. Okay. So we'll say it did, it skittered across the floor to me. And I am going to pick it up and I will, I will use the grease gun the way that uh, Clutch was intending to. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it was clear, so I'm not going to tell you what I was intending to do with it. So. <laughs> Yeah, so what were you intending to... What do you want to do with it? Gwyn's got to make a decision. What do you think I was going to do with it? <laughs> I'm imagining that he was going to spray the floor near the trap so that they couldn't leave easily. Okay, so how does grease work? Well, funny funny enough, there's uh, a spell component for it is butter, which I thought was amusing, because <laughs> like actually in the player's handbook. Uh, slick grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range. Turns it into difficult terrain. Each creature standing in the area must succeed a dexterity throw or fall prone. A creature that enters the area, same thing. Dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Gwen, you... Uh, this is how I'm gonna cool it up and you can tell me if this is wrong. Uh, so Clutch falls from the rafters with this grease gun. Drops the grease gun. It skitters over. Gwen, you, like, volleyball slide over to the grease gun and spurt it over where uh, where the trench coat guy was walking to. The trench coat full of, it just, you can't really, it looks like a, just a walking trench coat with some green something inside of it. It walks over and it looks at first like it's gonna like make it and balance and then slips and out of the trench coat falls three spectral raccoons <laughs> that were balanced on top of each other. And as they fall out of the trench coat, they dissipate. They dissipate leaving just a uh, plas- a green plasma. And it leaves the badger hanging upside down. So y'all have officially captured what appears to be a badger with a satchel. Huh. I love him. Yeah, Maple, do you- oh, I'm, still, I'm still poison ready up here, ready to catch anyone who wants to leave. So if any of the rest of these animals come. Oh yeah, um, Maple, you have noticed that the fog has cleared. And, oh yeah, there's still these grackles. The grackles begin to, um, that were kind of working that one marionette thing, starts to like swarm around y'all. There's like five of them. It's not a ton. Uh, how do you deal with these grackles? And grackles are birds, right? Yes, and by y'all, I'm, I, I should be more specific. It's swarming around um, uh, Maple, uh, not, fuck. <laughs> it's swarming around Clutch and Gwen as they are standing around the, um, badger. So, yeah, Maple, you are hearing the screams of a trapped animal and the uh, calling of attacking birds. And these birds aren't doing much. They're just sort of pecking at y'all. Still poison ready. Poison ready. This is tough. I don't have any spells to deal with this. I throw up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have acid breath because I'm a dragonborn. I think I hit the floor really hard. So I think I throw up. At the birds, like uh, roll over. And just, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you do that, um, what do they need to roll? Roll something like some sort of yeah, uh, DC eleven Dex save. Maybe not straight up because then I would have to get out of the way. Yeah, so they fail there, or no, they actually pass the uh, Dex save. Sorry, oh. they are able to dodge your acid, but they see this and they're like, you know, grackles aren't brave birds, so they call and they begin to fly out. Three damage. Three, oh, okay. On a half save. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they all get like a little bit of a- acid on their like feathers, and you see it sink in. They're like, caw, caw, and they fly out. And, um, uh, Maple, as you are standing there, ready, a uh, group, a flock of five grackles fly in ah! past you, flutter past your made up face. They freak the fuck out because they see a giant ass rat and fly up the chimney. <laughs> Is there anything you can do to stop them? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to try to take an action to stop? Oh, wait, I guess... Grapple the grackles! Grapple the grackles! <laughs> uh, yes, I do definitely want to do something to uh, stop them. First of all, I have... Uh, I want to try to intimidate, obviously, as, as the Tug of Cheese Rat. Um, <laughs> yes. So that would be the first thing I want. I don't know how to intimidate birds, but... Roll an intimidation check. Okay. I have an advantage, too, since I am a gnome cunning. 
Good, because I rolled a one. Oh. Nice. <laughs> and then a seven. Uh, but let's see. Hold on. Hold on. You also have you also have an item that can help you with intimidation checks. I do. I have the um, the blue collar, uh, the greatish Dane. I, so instead of an intimidation check, I can get a dog. <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to t- roll roll the die and attempt to uh, summon this greatish Dane, you roll a d twenty, and then we determine what happens from there. Is that okay? Because I already rolled my intimidation check. Yeah, I'll let you do it. Okay, cool. We're, we're sort of in the end game here. Can, let you, you know. Can you imagine if a rat summoned a fucking giant dog also? <laughs> Sorry. That would be amazing. What that would be get? good. Uh, I got an 18, so uh, I get my big dog. Okay, uh, yeah, so I believe an 18 is in the top tier of dogs that yes. you can summon. So you pull out this top blue dog. collar. This uh, blue collar. And instead of going around where you would imagine a large dog forming, it shrinks to the bottom as a small bipedal Great Dane puppy forms within the collar and goes, Let me at him! Oh no! Get out of here, you birds! You come on! Come down here! Freak the fuck out! And they turn around and they are back going the way they came. And as as this little the small, one could say scrappy, scrappy uh, <laughs> dog uh, runs down and chases them into the um, into the area uh, where they came from. So Gwyn and Clutch, you see the grackles fly back in, fly up to the rafters and perch on the rafters as this small little bipedal Great Dane puppy is just like, come on down here and I'll give you what for. Maple, <laughs> calm down, it is okay. Says Clutch from the floor. <laughs> um, Maple is going to come down, uh, apparently stairs, and all the way to the area. Still dressed as the Chuck E. Cheese draft, but she's now joining the rest of the crew. Yeah, so now you see this this creepy-ass animatronic-looking <laughs> rat come down the stairs. Oh, wait, who is this, then? It's me! Clutch is on his back on the floor. <laughs> now that this has happened, the, uh, the badger just sort of Ugh. And, um, oh man, I don't know how to do this because of the way I've addressed how his shape shifting works. Okay, I guess it looks as though his body, the badger's body, stretches to the ground, still like held by this rope. And then it like springs back to the rope a dwarf. A dwarf with a, um, bound reddish yellow or yellowish orange beard kind of hanging in front of his face as he dangles upside down from his foot. Uh, long yellowish red hair dangling. Uh, armor that looks like it's some sort of like almost laminated tree bark and palm fronds and pine needles. And he's just like, what the? Yes, Tucker? Uh, upon seeing this transformation, Gwyn is immediately going to cast Zone of Truth. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And so he needs to make a charisma save of at least 15. Don't we all? Well, you're not standing with him. I gave him disadvantage because he's shocked by everything that's happened and very confused, which is good for y'all because at first he rolled a 20, a crit 20, and then he rolled a one, um, which with his negative one charisma save is a zero. Oh. So... (laughs) What? Hold on, what's Laura's voice? <clears throat> okay. What the hell happened here? What the, what has happened? Get me down from here. I don't want to be up here. What? Who the fuck are you guys? What the fuck is that rat and dog? That's not, that's not natural. <clears throat> this, I, one moment. I just threw up. I need a moment. What, you never seen a badger turn into a dwarf before? What do you all want? Let me down from here, man. Come on. You were a badger a moment ago. I swear. Well, I was always lore, but yes, I turned into a badger. No, that have, is not have possible. You not, have, you, have you not seen a, a druid before, my dude? I've not seen one do their trick in front of me without some kind of trickery, so I do not trust you and you are not coming down from there. It's okay, Clutch. As you can see, I have the ability to change to an animal, too. And I think the bigger question is, 
Why are you going around taking these these mushrooms? What what are you doing with those? I'm doing drugs. Drugs. I'm doing drugs. <laughs> I like drugs. So listen. Man, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. I don't really like people, much less people that string me up, but here here we are. I come in here. I find these mushrooms. I knew about these mushrooms. The guy who taught me all about druid druid magics told me about these mushrooms. Can you believe they were just throwing these shits away? It's great fucking magic. Great fucking mushrooms. My plan was once my mentors, my mentees got to a certain level, I was going to tell them about these and we were going to do cool druid vision quest stuff with them. It's going to be real cool. Uh, they don't know about them because it's not really a dwarf thing. I, I learned it from an elf, so. But yeah, it's just getting mushrooms. It's cool. So you're it's cool. you're doing this as like a surprise? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, surprise, here's some hallucinogens. <laughs> yes, you are getting eye on someone else's supply, is what it seems to be. I mean, it's... it's... It's kind of my supply. I'm I'm cultivating them, right? Like I've I've fertilized them. Oh, I'm sorry. Them. Are you the manager here of the uh, Dermel Lodge? Do you work here? He spins around on his rope. Who the fuck would want to work here? So uh, you are not cultivating these mushrooms. The people of I'm the I'm growing the mushrooms. In secret. You, oh, you planted a, these? Well, I didn't plant the mushrooms. I'm fertilizing the mushrooms, and then I'm picking them. And I'm not throwing them away like they normally do. Off of the corpses of the uh, f- f- famous peaks? Yeah. Have you, con- have you considered getting, like, a part-time job here? Just so you don't have to be, you know, doing this? Yes, with this His face. He, he looks grossed out by the... No! Fuck this place! <laughs> So you will consume the drugs from the dead bodies, but you will not work around the dead bodies. Man, this rat. This rat's wise beyond their years. <laughs> I, I just remembered that he's still hallucinating from the <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> How old do you think the rat is? How old does a rat have to be to be wise beyond its years? That's. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know, I'm a dwarf, so age, you know, it's just a number, baby. <laughs> it's just an interesting thing to say to a rat, is what I was saying. Mean, I mean, a lot of people say anything to say to a rat is an interesting thing to say to a rat, but... I suppose. This rat's fucking huge, look at him, look at him. <laughs> What's going on with that other rat? And he points to the scrappy dog that's still just like, come on at the grackles. I, I, I do not know this dog. Fair enough. Are the Grackles part of your gang, or are they just some birds that are here, too? I mean, we're homies. But are like, they strictly birds, or are they bird people? Oh, they're just birds. I mean, I don't know why they're glowing, like, pink and purple and violet and, like, have five eyes right now, but they're they're really just birds. Uh, looking at the Grackles, they, they're just Grackles. They don't, they're not glowing, and they have a normal number of eyes. Why, um... I then motion to Scrappy to let the grackles go. So the part of the rule of the Greatest Jane is they don't stop until they are fed a sandwich. Oh, that's right. I do not have a sandwich, so it does not stop. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta feed him a sandwich. Gotta have that sandwich. Why the spooky uh, ephemera, the uh, act, why not just approach someone here and say that you would like to take the mushroom. All right, well, listen, I've answered a lot of questions for you. You answer this question for me. I slap Why him. Why are y'all? No. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> he spins around. <laughs> Why are y'all spinning around me like this? Answer the question. Well, well, the first time I came, well, not the first time, but the first time I came here after leaving for a long time, I kind of got in a fight with the caretaker. Ah. And they don't really like me here because I may or may not have threatened to burn down the Dermalage, and they don't like to listen to potential arsonists. That is fair. Now you may ask a question. Why 
are y'all spinning? Why is the room spinning around me? Drugs. Oh, fuck. Drugs. <laughs> well, that explains why you have five noses pointing at, like, not even at anyone, just off in the distance. Still spinning? Yeah, he's still spinning. I, uh, slap him gently the other Ooh, way in an attempt okay. to slow his rotation. I have a question, Eli. Is there, like, a rehab or anything in this world? He says this, listen, listen, listen. If y'all can be cool and just, like, not tell anyone I was here, I'll... Well, you see, the problem is, is that we were hired to figure out what was going on and put an end to it. Uh, okay, okay. So we have to kill you. Whoa! No. <laughs> yes, we have... I am working on the get the supply of rat poison. You say you say you have to kill and him, and he like summons a flame like in his hand, and like but he's kind of upside down and spitting, and his beard kind of drops into it. He's like, oh fuck, <laughs> shit, <laughs> slaps. I, you can try, scaly guy. I suppose you can you can do it yourself if you it seems as though you want to. <laughs> listen, listen. I can no, that promise. was dark. Hold on. Get rid of that. <laughs> Cut that. No, keep it in there. Keep that's it not, in there. That's not what I meant. I meant because he set his beard on fire. Clutch, Clutch has <laughs> Clutch has the bloodlust upon him. Listen, y'all tell y'all don't tell people I was here. Y'all tell them whatever spooky shit you want. And I'll just sneak in, take some mushrooms every now and then, and I'll stop messing with the dead bodies. How about that? Is there maybe a different way where you can cultivate these mushrooms at a different location? Well, since... Since they only grow on the bodies of dead druids... No, oh, you know what? The trash pile. What? The people here, they they pick the mushrooms and they throw them in the trash. I could just... But it's dumpster diving. That's lame. Yeah, that's way what? worse than corpse diving. Uh, yeah, why haven't you been doing that? They, they do it for you. It's less work. They save you the trouble. He strokes his beard upside down, so he's like pulling his beard up and like dropping it in his face. I am a dwarf of many mysteries. And few brain cells. <laughs> and right now I feel very sick. Can you please bring me down from this rope? Please, please, please. Uh... I suppose. Very slowly cut him down. You cut him down so he just like plops down. <laughs> no, no, slowly so that, well, I guess we lower him gently. Lower, there we go. Okay. Yeah, you know, slowly so he sees the fall coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you lower him down. He's like, all right, okay. The ground's still moving. That's fine. It's the drugs probably. Okay. I can promise my honor as a Oh, oh no, you uh, are not going away. You are coming with us, and we are going to go see Pud and the, the uh, other one whose name I Serdi. 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 You listen, are listen. coming with us to see Pud and Serdi. So, so that you may. He like lifts answer. up and, and like rubs a finger Do across not touch your mouth. my face. <laughs> I'm coated in rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> listen up. <laughs> Y'all caught me, and I'm hallucinating, and I'm having trouble accessing my druidic magics. He, like, wiggles his fingers, and the little, like, residue around the trench coat starts, like, rising, and then just, like, falls, and he's like, fine, but I don't want to see the fucking caretaker. If it's the priest, I can talk to them, I guess. That's fine. I pull out a small gadget from my coat, um, and I twist the top, and I pull a thing out of the bottom, check it, push it back in, twist the bottom, and then I hold it up. Do not do anything rash, or this will cause you extreme pain. You are coming with us. He like raises his hand and he's like, will it cause a rash if I do anything rash? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, the, it has a bunch of blinking lights and one of them starts blinking red. Oh, oh no, it did whoa, not like that. Oh, okay, okay. It does okay. nothing. <laughs> I just want to say, I, was ju I just wanted to say Lore's joke made Gwyn. <laughs> this guy gets it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, four-legged person. All right, let's go.
So uh, you take him to, I guess you could probably go outside and talk to the guards and have them go and get Seardy and Pud. So after like maybe an hour of waiting, Seardy uh, and her long, oh, go ahead. Does, does Lord just chill for that hour? Does he not sort of come to it and try and bounce? With the hallucinogen, he just falls asleep. Okay. With him. Like he probably <laughs> just like sits down and just like, I'm just gonna, and then he like falls asleep. And you have a passed out dwarf at your feet. I remember Laura as being much more put together than this. What happened between his arc and now? You popped a hallucinogenic mushroom in his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. <laughs> it's not that he's not put together. It's he's hallucinating and also under the effects of magic. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. <laughs> so, yeah, after probably about an hour... Um, Seardy and Pud show up. Seardy in her long, flowing, tie-dye dress that she's wearing, and Pud in his all-black and bleached white hair. Yes, yes, what's up? She's, you can tell that they were both, like, asleep. All right, y'all find out what, what happened here. So this guy has been growing mushrooms in there and harvesting them after hours. I believe you know him? Yeah, that's that's the guy. I haven't met him. This is Seardy talking. I haven't met him, um... Myself, but I've heard about fish as the peak's friend. Lore? Lore? Lore. Heard about him, but I haven't met him before. He's just been growing much. Why hasn't he, why didn't he just come and talk to us about it? I believe his pride is larger than his uh, IQ. <laughs> well, I guess let's wake him up and see what he has to say for himself. And Pug kind of reaches down and kind of like slaps his cheek and Lore's like, oh! I'm up. <laughs> oh, sh- fuck. More of you. Okay. And his eyes seem like more focused, and he's just like, are we, are we about to fight? Are we about to fight? And he summons like a fireball to his uh, I hold, hand. I hold up the blinky device. I, I would not. Damn. I was going to see if, what his arcane check could do, but he rolled a four. <laughs> You're not taking me alive. I'm not going to prison. I, if you were just here growing mushrooms, I don't think you have to go to prison. I, I think there's a, a really simple solution is that when people are going to throw away the mushrooms, they just put them aside instead. Yeah, Lore, if you could just not spread what looks like fake blood on the bodies and move them around at night, it'd be pretty good. And Lore's like, I fucking hate this, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so many rules. <laughs> Don't set the place on fire. Don't make it look like pe- like the dead are coming back to life. And he spits on the ground. He's like, but if it means not going to prison and still having a supply of the mushrooms, then we can come to a agreement, I guess. And he kind of stands up and brushes himself off. He's like, all right, well, can I leave? Are we good? I have a bag of mushrooms here. Do y'all want one? No. No, thank you. I'll take one for the road. Ah, uh, no, yeah. she, uh, she will not. Okay, well. You, you know, when I was hallucinating and I came to, I thought, surely there wasn't a giant rat and a weird bipedal dog, but I see here there's still a bipedal dog and this giant rat is more terrifying than I thought she was. <laughs> nope, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. And he gets up and he's like, I guess seared bud. I'll see y'all around, and y'all just keep the whole surprise hallucinations to yourselves, okay? He gets up, and he walks into the distance. A fog forms around him as he disappears, and Seardy's like, we don't want you casting any magic in the Dormalage. And he's like, there's too many rules! And the fog dissipates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did we solve it? So... What do we report back to the peak? Well, we were the ones who called you in, so you we can tell him that, you know, his friend was doing some shenanigans and should be okay. Uh, thank y'all for coming and solving this mystery for us. And Pud pulls out a sack of uh, coins and he hands it to Gwen. He's just like, I'd say y'all earned this one for sure. And, you know, all the spaghetti that you want, all the... Um, the stag's bag, <laughs> which is the venison-flavored spaghetti that uh, you can take into these uh, 
fantasy Tupperware containers. And uh, Surdy says, well, y'all are welcome to stay the night and hang out as long as you want. And as soon as she says that, there's a, um, a clattering as the door opens and a dwarf runs in. And he's like, I just got correspondence from the Congress Monastery for Mysteriously LLC. Can I ask for one thing before we leave? Uh, sure, anything. Can I get a sandwich? da 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 and, and, and you do one of those little stinker faces as, like, the, the, uh, the screen closes in on your face. Uh, your creepy rat-like face. <laughs> and, we, and we close as Mysteriously LLC has successfully solved yet another mystery. Uh, one, not on the uh, spooky side, as it was thought, but more on the side of um, just people doing drugs. And he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for three you know, professional mystery solvers. And their scrappy dog. And their little scrappy magical dog. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, y'all have solved my mystery and uh, did it in, you know, it only took us seven hours. Record time. (laughs) (laughs) Record time. So I guess let's close out the episode. Um, Once again, this has been Side Character Quest slash Spooky Creepy Quest. And I've been your host, Eli, and with us, playing as Maple was... Hi, I'm Caitlin. And playing as Gwen was... Tucker. And playing as Clutch was... Mason. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Oh, real quick before we leave and all the credits happen and the banjo music starts or whatever, uh, do y'all have anything that y'all want to um, to plug while y'all are here? Banjo music? There's some banjo music you were on in that, the f- in that. first episode of this show. You've been in a ton of stuff with it. It's not fucking banjo. I'm a fa- I'm offended. It's, it's banjo. Not drunk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's there's banjos in there, isn't there? No, there's banjos even in slightly, it. Slightly, I don't think. I don't think. I think it's a maybe it's a mandolin. I think there's, it's mando. I don't think it's banjo. Okay, yeah. Mando, I, banjo, some... potato, potato. You, you, know, you say you tomato, know. I say tomato, Morts, you know? It's fine. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Who here is more qualified to say what music it is? I don't know. I'm Die. the spooky, creepy guest. <laughs> Actually, a, a spooky, creepy host. Actually, I think for the uh, Halloween specials, they do, like, creepy Halloween sounds. So, it's so not even. banjo. It's a 12-string banjo. Oh, it's no. It's a 12-string banjo. <laughs> We went with more strings on this one instead of fewer. <laughs> the body of it's like a um, kick drum. <laughs> a wash tub bass, but with 13 strings instead of just the one. Um, so anyways, uh, do you all want to have anything that you want to plug, uh, Caitlin? Yeah, um, you could check me and my friends out on A Natural 20s. Uh, we are a comedy podcast where we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a d20. It's not a live play like RPG or anything like that. We just roll through um, our list and we talk about our lives in our 20s and how unnatural they truly are. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's a blast. It's, it's always hilarious. fun to Uh, um, And if you can find videos of the live shows that Unnatural 20s did on the uh, SNP showcase, it was the most chaotic, hilarious thing in the world. Yeah, I was certain they were going to break a wall or something. Yeah. uh, I was hoping. A tube. Tube? Tube. Tuber. They shot a hot dog through a tube. And that's all you really need to know. It was amazing. (laughs) Uh, Tucker, do you have anything that you're working on that you want to plug? Currently, most of my stuff is still in the in the very early stages, so I don't have anything to plug right now. Okay, all right. Tucker has an adorable child. I do have a baby. Yeah, I want to plug. <laughs> I want to plug Tucker's cute kid. Facebook stalk Tucker to see his baby. Find him on Facebook. Compliment his baby. Show up to his house. Good baby. Hey, dude. Good baby. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Nice job. Hey, this baby. That's a that's a small human. Great job. That's fresh. That's pretty hey. fresh. Hey. As far, as far as humans go, this is in its early stages. That's a pupa, but a person. Oh shit! Is that what you mean by early stages of development? Is you're working on your baby? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's funny. That's very good. <laughs> Once he can talk, I'll have him on. 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And uh, Mason, do you have anything that you want to plug? I am under threat of violence to not say follow Podcube on Twitter because I am under threat of violence to not say that. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. Well, well, well we work on getting Mason into... Um, Witness protection program. Thank you, witness protection. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. We are going to, instead of pitter patter on out of here, we're going to run from that very spooky ghost over there. Ah, <laughs> oh, ghost! That's what my feet sound like. It's wet in here. Oh, no, I hate that. I know. That's no. <laughs> Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. I just looked it up. It's a mandolin. Podcube. 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 Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. Our very first Podcube was sent back in time to 1880 to Alabaster's haberdashery. And this is what the audio sounds like. I am a horse mechanic. I do a lot of wet work. What is the new smell? What is the new smell that I have from you? Oh, that's excitement. Oh my. What are you, oh, why are you whispering into your hand? Oh, what moment? Did you just kill a bird? Oh. oh my. I have learned the operational parameters for my normal human vent muscles. I'm going to take this chair and hurl it through the glass because what is anything anymore? And- Search Podcube, all one word, in your podcast app. Or visit poweredbypodcube.com. Podcube. Podcube. The future is yesterday. <laughs>